Catholic Connect Podcast. I'm your host, David Scubin. This is a podcast for all Catholics and people of goodwill who strive to live in the world, but not be of the world. First and foremost, we need to be disciples of Jesus ourselves. And then we go forth and make disciples of all nations, just as our Lord commanded. Through a series of timely topics and great guests, we will take that long and narrow journey to heaven together, encouraging each other in faith and virtue along the way. So let's get started. excited and blessed to have the following guest join our podcast. He's a lifelong resident of Alberta, good old wild rose country, growing up on a farm just north of Edmonton. He's had a lifelong love of sports and particularly football. And hey, who doesn't love football, right? He played uh, several seasons in the Canadian Junior Football League with the Calgary Colts and the Edmonton Huskies. After his football career came to a close, he picked up a trade and worked his way up to where he is right now which is owning a very successful scaffolding company in Alberta called King Scaffolding. However, it's safe to say he's most passionate about his family, married to his lovely wife, Deanna, and they have five children together and currently reside in the Edmonton area. Welcome to our brother in Christ, Kyle King. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thanks for having me, David. Really appreciate that. Awesome. It's a blessing to have you, Kyle. So let's dive into this. Uh, We talk about uh, being in the world, but not of the world. And you're a person that's living in the world, but also have that relationship with Jesus Christ. So, so take us back to kind of when maybe some of those seeds were planted. And uh, even if that's back to your, your youth or your young adult stage and uh, give us a little, uh, a little uh, biography of uh, how that started and how you got to where you are today. 100%. Okay, so yeah, I would say my growing up, my, my parents were always very diligent in ensuring that we went to mass and that uh, Christ was center part of our life and, you know, ensuring that prayer was first and foremost. And I think just having that uh, to give stability in my youth was, was really huge. Um, I think going to public school was definitely a little bit uh, on one end. I, I made the decision to go to public school to uh, more the, the sports and kind of the opportunity and definitely really happy about the decision to do that. But on the other end, it was definitely, definitely always challenging in, in public school, not, not really having any kind of conversations ever about Christ or, yeah, really just anything that uh, has any kind of moral backing. So that was definitely really, really difficult and hard to, I guess, hard to have, find any growth. But uh, obviously having Christ and, and, and having Mass and, you know, re- receiving every week of it just it kept a guy going, that's for sure. And I think I think really where where things took off was was when I got out of high school. A big seed that was planted for me there was my time that I spent in Medjugorje. That was just a huge opportunity for me to have a little bit of time for myself, and more importantly, be surrounded by yeah by a real by a lot of positive and loving people, and and uh, yeah people that really adored the faith. And there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of great stories, a lot of inspirations and a lot of people that I learned a lot from in my time there. Um, definitely had a lot of great, great experiences and a lot of opportunities where God spoke to me in, in a lot of big ways and uh, shined a lot of light on my life. So that was definitely like, a, I guess, a really big time pillar for me to be able to kind of expand and grow my faith. And not long after that, I moved down to Calgary for work. 
and um, yeah, huge opportunity there with the uh, University of Calgary Catholic Community Group. Obviously, I didn't go to the university there, but I had ran into a few people that had invited me to the group and to mass there. And that was just, uh, I guess, for the first time in my life, really, I, I had people in my life that, that weren't family that I could look to and that, that, that adored their faith and, um, yeah, really lived, I guess, lived the walk through their, yeah, through their actions. And it was just really powerful and inspiring to, to live in that. And well, uh, uh, God, let's, let's touch base on that just really quick. And maybe back to, to Medjugorje too, because I do think that there's power in seeing the witness of other people outside of your family. You know, you might have a, a, a strong, uh, you know, parents that are practicing their faith, taking you to church. When you go to Medjugorje is uh, obviously there's a, there's a lot of people that are going there to receive the sacraments, confession, mass. And, uh, and, you know, just to point out, obviously with Medjugorje, there is some, some question about maybe the the authenticity of, of some of the the apparitions, but this is also your story, Kyle. And there's there is no question that there's some good things that are happening at that uh, that particular location. And uh, anytime people are receiving, going to confession and going to mass and receiving the Eucharist, there's always going to be some good fruits from that. But as you said, how old were you when you went to, to Medjugorje? Yeah, so I was 19. So I guess that was 13 years ago now. So and yeah, I think that's. That could be a real profound, uh, you know, impact on on a young person's life. Just like some people have gone to World Youth Day and, and to other uh, other Marian sites. And uh, so, yeah, tell us a little bit, maybe more about that. Just seeing the example of of other people outside of your family and seeing people from from so many probably different different countries too. So it's uh, must have uh, put the universality of our faith into perspective for you. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so I. There are so many things that I remember about my time there. You know, I I I just remember buildings and there there's just I guess one thing that really stood out to me was the the confession the confession lines there. I I can't remember how many, but there must have been close to fifty different confession lines with different languages and priests representing different countries and people. And those the lineups were like 30, 40 people long each one. Like it was it was unbelievable. It was it was very inspiring to see that and to see people that are, yeah, just really passionate about trying to, yeah, trying to ask for forgiveness and trying to ask for a new life or new leaf, pardon me. And uh, yeah, really with that, kind of to add to that, I know one thing that I still think about all the time was 11, 12 o'clock at night here in Western civilization, you're out on the streets and, you know, you hear loud music and, you know, a good a good chunk of it, a good portion, portion of it is yeah fairly inappropriate music and uh the music that was played there was people singing and praying and praising god and just to hear that on the streets was just unbelievable and that music still sings to my ears nowadays and just having that is just unbelievable the beauty and the peace that people had um just unbelievably inspiring and i think the biggest thing was just a lot of people there, especially the locals, the, the joy that they had, and you know, everyone was carrying a rosary, and they held that close to held the rosary close to them, and you could just see it in their eyes, the joy and love that they had, regardless of what they had or didn't have in their lives. There's something to be said too, you know. I think for just going to these these pilgrimage sites where you see these kind of things, these these mass acts of faith, right, where there's so many people that are that are doing the same thing. They're singing songs. They're they're praying the rosary. They're they're doing something. They're just they're hanging out together really right and, and sharing their faith and sharing the 
the fullness of their faith together. And I think that's, uh, that's really beautiful. And, uh, you know, I encourage, and I'm sure you would too, is anybody to go on a pilgrimage, whether you can get out of the country or not, obviously it's a little bit difficult as we're recording this right now, but there are places even locally that we can go here in Western Canada and Alberta that we can really um, see other people, see their faith in action, hear their stories and, and really be invigorated in the faith and, and uh, you know, just give us that, uh, that encouragement to, to go forth and, and preach the gospel. So, so you get back, so you're, you're in Calgary, you're, you're going to school and you're, uh, and I, you're, you're working as well, Kyle, at that time, but you said you, you found another community there in the, uh, the college crowd. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So it was, uh, obviously, a, I think there was in the, in the group, there must've been probably about 25, 25 of us there and just a really close knit, um, group of people. And it was just really beautiful to see a lot of people came from a lot of different uh, walks in life, but to see so many people so dedicated in, yeah, in just everything, like it, it, it really, it felt like a kind of a, a magic or a, a little bit experience of, of the atmosphere and have be able to be able to have that back home or close to it anyway, it was really inspiring for me. And I guess it just was a big message of hope for me and seeing so many young Catholics that, we're striving to be better and we're striving to serve, serve Christ and just soldiers of Christ and in, in their actions and how they carry themselves. It's just amazing. Were there a lot of other non-Catholics there as well, or was it particularly just Catholics that you were, you were around or did you have access or, or did you run into some other folks from other faiths that, uh, that maybe you learned from, or maybe even were challenged in your Catholic faith a little bit more? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there was there was a small handful of of um, I guess people from other faiths that they still they were very encouraged by the group and they it, it was it was always nice to see. I, I guess I wasn't always always first in um, I guess form or in the forefront of the debates, but just nice to see it from from a distance. There are seen so so many people that were so reverent in their faith, and uh, and then on the other end, seeing people that maybe believed in a different, a different way, but also, yeah, just to be able to see, I guess, to see the back and forth and to be able to see the different perspectives. And I think just a lot of people, there was just a, a really strong amount of growth in, in personalities. And it was just really beautiful to watch and see over the years. Yeah. I think that's the one thing I appreciated about going to college when I was at a young age is that uh, even though I did have some other Catholics that I could hang out with and, and, uh, and have some accountability with, I ran into so many people from different backgrounds and, and, and some good people, people of goodwill too. Like it wasn't uh, always a negative experience, but a lot of great questions, which was, which was awesome. They would ask me questions about my faith, ask me questions about maybe what the Pope would say in the, in the media that day. And, and it made me, uh, made me reflect and go back and say, you know, if you have a question for me, I'm going to find the answer. And, and it was really, um, it was encouraging for me every time I, I'd go back and I'd, I would uh, look for an answer to a question that maybe somebody posed to me that the answer was always there in the church. It was always there and we can always share it. And as um, St. Paul says, you know, to, to always be ready to give an account of your faith to others and, uh, and, uh, and, but to do so with charity. And I think maybe that's maybe my biggest problem. Sometimes I get a little too fired up, but, but uh, it's uh, that's, that's something that's really interesting, I think, and, and something we should always be prepared for, for sure. 100%. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's really, yeah, I think, it, I think it's important to, to have, 
to have good, healthy, I guess, debates and back and forth. And I, I like where you're saying where it's to have people to challenge you to learn more about your own faith, because I think that, that we've all been guilty there where, you know, we, we, we pride ourselves on, on, on being, uh, I guess, soldiers of, of God and, and Catholics and, but there's people that call us out on certain items and certain things. And it's definitely, that's one thing that I've always respected and appreciated. And I know others from, from other faiths have acknowledged it. The, I guess the, the backing that our church has teachings that we have. And uh, yeah, it's just really nice to be able to have that to come back to. And yeah, I guess just to help us to grow. Yeah. So good for sure. So now we talked about your love of sports and around this time when you're in Calgary, you start playing for uh, the Calgary Colts and the Canadian junior football league. So Tell us a little bit about that experience. You obviously you were playing football before there too. You were playing in, in high school. So this was something that you were probably prepared to do or, or thinking of doing. But uh, how was that experience and how did that uh, uh, affect your spiritual life? Yeah, so I, w- I would say that my experience playing junior football, especially in Calgary, was probably one of the most monumental times in my life. Um, obviously being able to play the sport that I love so much and um, yeah, that that part was huge, but I think the part that really that really inspired me, and I will never forget for the rest of my life, was how many good Christian people there there that there were on the team, and uh, there was there was a really solid group of of uh, young men that they yeah they'd instilled a, a a prayer life for the for a lot of those on the team, and you know prayer before games, and even prayers in in and around practices. And it was just really, really nice to see that in the, on the sports end of things. And, you know, I'd seen it on TV or you see professional athletes walking in their faith and, uh, you know, speaking up and standing up for it. But just to be able to kind of walk in that path a little bit and, and be a part of it was it was just a really nice, really nice part to have in my life. And yeah, obviously be able to do something I love, but have have Christ a, a big part of it is was really huge for me. And I think uh, there was a couple couple gentlemen on there, especially that they were really strong leaders and they really taught me a lot. And I guess they kind of took me under their wing and I guess that really helped me in my time that was there to, to, I guess, I guess grow, grow some confidence. And that, that obviously really helped me in the long term, especially when I went to Edmonton to be able to kind of take those experiences and, and, and pass them along to the players in Edmonton. So. Yeah. That's the kind of the neat thing about football, you know, it's, it, it's, um, it's different from other sports when, People say you're going into battle, and I don't use that term to be disrespectful of people that actually go to war, which is something that's that's uh, totally different. But but uh, but even as a Catholic, you know, it says so many places in the Bible, it says so many places in the Catechism of the Catholic Church that we're in a spiritual battle. We were born for combat, as uh, it was Pope Leo, one of one of the Pope Leo said a long time ago, that you know that the moment we're born, we're we're born into a battle, a spiritual battle, and and uh, just like you, I found that football players, it seems to bring out a lot of goodness and a lot of virtue in them. Uh, there's always that, uh, that mutual respect for your teammates and, uh, and even the opposition, you know, I remember when I played a little bit of high school football, it was always the handshakes at the end. It was always the, you know, the pats and the shoulder pads for the, the opposition. And, uh, I think, uh, sports generally teaches a lot of virtue for people, but there, yeah, there definitely is something special about, about football for sure. So that's, uh, that's really interesting. So tell us something about the, maybe some of the leadership qualities that you learn and how you applied that to to maybe some new guys that are coming up on the team and I've always found that too you know when when football players or or any kind of athletes are 
on a team. It seems sometimes the young guys are, get a little bit of a, a harder time coming through the ranks. You know, they've got to prove themselves in some way, but it really helps when you have someone like a captain or, or some other leader on the team kind of, kind of pulling them up the ladder a little bit. And I think that that could be said for anything in life, but uh, yeah, maybe give us a, a, an example or two of that and how that, uh, uh, that virtue is for you was passed along to some of these younger guys. Sure. Well, I think, I think one thing that I, I definitely appreciate well, in, in my time in Edmonton and even just football in general, I think that someone, a, a young person coming in and, and even sports as a whole, but I think having strategy and, and having rules to, yeah, I guess teach a person some discipline was, is really nice to kind of be able to form a little bit of a foundation for them. But uh, yeah, I would definitely, there was a, a good handful of, of players on that team that I, that I took under my wing and not even just on the field, but off the field and, you know, spending time with them and hanging out with them and, and, and going to mass on Sundays and teaching them about our faith. And um, yeah, especially I would say the, the biggest one that, that I, that I'm really happy that the, the coaches and, and everyone was, was allow, allowing me to do was to be able to say prayers before games and even prayers after practices at times as well, when, when the team was unraveling a little bit and <laughs> our time, our team on the field was definitely not as not uh, super successful, but um, I, I really, it was a great opportunity for me to help kind of keep everyone together and keeping everyone in line and, you know, just to ensure that everyone was respecting each other and that we, you know, all we need to remember in the end that we're all human beings and that, you know, we need each other to care for each other. And, um, I definitely think there were some great opportunities as the year year went on. Obviously, leading on the field and leading in the games. I know even for myself there, and, and a lot of people commented on it. And I think for me, it was it was with my faith, but also just kind of trying to be selfless. I I made a point to help as many people up off the ground after each play, and uh, even other teams at times. You know, depending on the score in the game or how things were going and stuff there. But I just I always thought it was I always thought it was important to to, to give more of myself and even if it if it physically exhausted me more if I could do more to serve others even even in a sport or during a game I would do that or you know sacrificing my body or trying to yeah just <laughs> sacrifice my body on big hits so that someone else could make the tackle or whatever it may be and just having that the selfless mentality in my actions obviously was huge um yeah and I think even even our coaches too um, you know, having conversations with our coaches throughout the year about my faith. And I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people in life are, they're very, they can be very reserved, which, which is very fair. And society can suppress a lot of feelings and, you know, a lot of questions that people have. But I think that having someone that is leading by example and that is taking a leadership role can bring out the best in a lot of people. And it can, it can really inspire other people to, I guess, bring out good qualities that maybe that have been suppressed or that they had um, hidden within themselves for years upon years. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and then the other great thing about sports too is, you know, even for me playing various sports too, it's, uh, you know, the results, they quickly go away, right? You, you start to forget about them. And it's great to win championships, but you think you, you play in a league of several teams. I mean, there's only one winner at the end, but you know, the, the memories that I have and, and the photos and, and the times that we had away from the, the sports field, those are the times that you treasure. And, and when you can bring in an element of faith and, and your example of, of who you are to these people and, and these folks and, 
and uh, and to to bring them up in the faith, even if it's maybe not being super obvious about it, but you know something as uh, as simple as as the way you were helping other players up after the they were down on the ground, or uh, even just the way we speak. You know, I, even when I was I remember I was playing baseball and just uh, you know a lot of language that that goes on in the dugout. It can be a little bit a little bit foul and a little bit crude. And um, you know when you when you take yourself away from that and provide that example to people that, you know, uh, we want to be holy in our speech too. And it, it shows that, um, you know, it shows our purity of heart too. And that, that'll only rub off on other people because God puts you in those positions for a reason. Right. So that's, uh, that's great. 100%. So, you know, I guess related to, to football and, and uh, like a lot of people have experienced that have played football is, is injuries. And over the last couple of years, we've, we've slowly but surely started to see the effects of, brain injuries and concussions uh it's particularly been illuminated in the nfl and, and even in the cfl with guys getting brain injuries and then uh, uh dying premature deaths or even just uh having a real difficult way of life as they get into their uh, their later years now this is something that caught up with you as well uh kyle so maybe tell us a little bit about uh some of these injuries uh, particularly the concussions and uh um, how God kind of, even though it was sports, He kind of gave you an extra cross that you that you needed to deal with to to sanctify, well, to help sanctify you, uh, even today and, and moving forward in your life. Maybe share a little, a uh, little bit uh, about uh, some of those struggles with us. Hundred percent. So yeah, obviously concussions there. It's um, yeah, definitely a lot a lot of challenges. But um, I'll, I'll kind of go back to how things went along in the in the first place there so at the end of my my first year in Edmonton I yeah I had I had uh, yeah pretty pretty frustrating situation there you know I definitely have to find it in my heart to kind of let that go one day but um you know after the whistle had blown and I I came I went from running to a complete stop a player on the opposing team put his helmet right into my chin and, and knocked me out cold and uh I guess that was that was kind of the beginning beginning of the end of, of really of a lot of my sports activities in my life, and uh, you know just one 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 moment and one time and one play, um, kind of to change my life really. I the next year for myself there I, I obviously wasn't be able to play. I just I just couldn't run. My head hurt me too much. Too many migraines, dizziness. So I I took a coaching role. And, um, you know, at the time I, I was, I was helping out his coach and I still kind of had the hope in my, in my last year of eligibility that, Hey, you know, maybe I'll get better. My concussion will get better at some point the season and, and I can play. And obviously as the year went on, you know, the, the window closed more and more and more and until the end of the season. But, um, I think that really where things, I started to see a lot of clarity after that, um, for myself with my concussion issues is my my headaches and and such got I guess more manageable as kind of time went on, which was nice. But uh, yeah, I I aspired to I guess see where I at least wanted to finish my last year of, of junior football and maybe see where you know see if I could play university football somewhere after that. And I I was just really excited about the potential of, of being able to do that and. I guess during that time I got into scaffolding and, um, you know, kind of managed to work my way through, through the ranks and work my way through things with that. And, uh, it was kind of an interesting time of, of going through, going through 
the experience that I went through and, you know, with the being a, trying to be a leader on the football team and an amount of faith and then going to the, the scaffolding and even just construction industry really heavily definitely, definitely was kind of a battle for myself of, you know, having a little bit of looking back and wishing that I'd still been playing football, but then on the other end, slowly, but surely starting to see the value in just, I guess, trying to be kind of be a soldier out in the construction field and the construction industry. And, you know, there's a lot of hurt souls and a lot of people out there that, you know, they, they need hope and they need someone to, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of pain and a lot of brokenness. And I think that, yeah, God kind of trended me a little bit in, in that direction. And then kind of to add to that, obviously the, well, the last year when I was coaching with football, I had met my wife, Deanna and not, not playing football allowed me to spend more time with her in the summer before she had, um, because she was going to school in the, in the United States there in the fall. So we kind of had a small window in the summer to get to know each other and, you know, see if that was worth for us to pursue our relationship past the summer and long distance relationship until she finished her school. And um, yeah, I've, every day that I look back on that and I'm, I'm a obviously very competitive guy and I think it would have been really hard for me to spend even half the amount of time that I did with, with Deanna if I had been playing football. And then obviously if you look at where things are presently and, you know, we have a family or five, five children from that and, you know, a lot of other amazing blessings from God and, you know, just, just one thing from there. And, you know, I didn't have clarity and was having a hard time in trusting in God at the time. And um, obviously with many things that we become humbled by that we question God in the present time, we look back and uh, we see so much clarity and we definitely see God's path for our plan for us. And, and uh, definitely very humbling for sure. Isn't that awesome how, you know, you're doing something that you love, but you know, God, God, you know, a door closed on you. You wanted to take something a little bit further. You wanted to proceed in your football career, but you know, uh, you know, and at the time I'm sure it felt like, man, this is, uh, you know, this is not necessarily what I want, but, but here God closes the door and he always, always opens another door to those who are, who are faithful to him. And, and uh, you know, when we go through tribulations and, and the darkness of life, I think, uh, you know, just through that example that you gave Kyle, I think, you know, God always shines through and, and uh, wanted to share a little bit with the catechism of the Catholic church. And it's something you and I have chatted about too is, and, and what we want to make this podcast about is just having that focus on, on our faith, the catechism of the Catholic church, and also scripture that, that we can share not only with other Catholics, but other people of goodwill, other, other Protestants and other, other folks out there that are, that are interested to hear our stories. So this is from the catechism of the Catholic church from 164. It says now, however, we walk by faith and not by sight. We perceive God as in a mirror dimly and only in part, even though enlightened by him in whom it believes faith is often lived in darkness and can be put to the test. The world we live in often seems very far from the one promised us by the faith. Our experience of evil and suffering, injustice and death seem to contradict the good news and they can shake our faith and become a temptation against us. I think it kind of fits some of your your uh, your testimony there kyle so it goes on to say in, in catechism of the catholic church 165 it is then that we must turn to the witnesses of faith to abraham who in hope believed against hope to the blessed virgin mary who in her pilgrimage of faith walked into the night of faith in sharing the darkness of her son jesus's suffering and death and to so many others 
And then there's a great scripture verse from, uh, from Hebrews uh, chapter 12, uh, 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. I always love that that verse about running the race, right? It's like probably the best sports analogy in scripture, right? And uh, it doesn't say we're running the race for an hour or for a couple of days. It just says we're running the race. And uh, that tells me it's it's a lifelong marathon and uh, of many, many ups and downs, but to uh, to just trust in God and trust in that that faith. So uh, so that uh, that gets you through the, the football part of your career. You get uh, you're, you're married now, which is uh, which is great, and uh, and you own a, a company of scaffolding. So maybe tell us a little bit about um, about that, and uh, even just what what the sacraments mean to you too now, and, and what God means to you, to you now, and, and how you're what what you're doing to to uh, to grow in your faith, uh, not only as yourself. As a, as a Catholic gentleman, but also bringing your wife and your children with you to, to heaven. 100%. So I think, yeah, as far as, as far as uh, starting King Scaffolding and getting things rolling, um, yeah, definitely we had a opportunity that we totally took all of and, and um, I guess kind of took it by the horns when we first started. And really, I know that the part that Deanna and I are most proud about of King Scaffolding is we've every quote we've sent um invoices just the work before our work days and and so on we've we really just put it all in god's hands and you know saying prayers before we before we send every single quote and god if this is if this is your will and this is within our capabilities then please your will be done and i think kind of having a foundation on that through our company is, has been really huge and just entrusting in everything in god has really helped us to have a successful company and to be good good leaders of faith in our company and examples of role models for for our employees um i think yeah, I, I guess i i think as as far as as far as having having family and balancing that with with business has uh, yeah obviously been challenging on one end, but I know one thing that I that I've I've tried to hold close to myself is I've I've reminded myself where if my child was with me on this construction site or around this employee would would how I'm acting towards this employee or this client or vice versa, or the atmosphere that we've instilled into our company, would that be something that would represent Christ? But also would that be something that I would be comfortable my child being around? And I think having children has been, yeah, has been unbelievably inspiring for me to, yeah, to, to be greater and to be more and to, I guess, think more than myself. And, um, yeah, obviously it's helped our company to kind of having that mentality and building the foundation from, from that mentality has, has really helped, um, helped create a, uh, I guess a, a good Christian environment in our company and a lot of people that know they can come to, to myself and kind of to come to some of our leaders in our company, um, is something that we're really proud of. And I think it, it almost kind of feels like a little bit like our football team, you know, over the years we've established, yeah, we've established some really good employees that not just work-wise, but how they carry themselves um, has been really huge. And I think having new hires on to be able to 
uh, to know that they have those type of people that they're working around continually, uh, it was huge. And when every person that I hire, I just tell them, I say, hey, I don't necessarily expect you to have the same faith or the same beliefs as me, but I expect you to carry good values and good morals and to just treat people well. And um, yeah, we're just really proud to, to where we've gotten with kind of that mentality and carrying ourselves that way to date. Um, and I think, I think uh, what you were asking with the, with the sacraments and I think, especially nowadays with, 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 uh, with the COVID and everything going on, this has been a huge wake up call for myself. And I know many around me, I you know the things we take for granted in life and, you know, it's, it's, it's so cliche, but the, when things get taken away from us, then, then we appreciate them. Right. And obviously the, the hindsight thing, but I, I know for myself and, you know, my, my family, especially our, our appreciation for the Eucharist and even especially for having time um, to adore Jesus in, in adoration, um, not to be able to have that or have restricted access to that. Um, it's been tough. And I think on one end it's, it pulls back at a guy for sure. But on the other end, it is, it is almost um, motivating and encouraging for myself to yeah, try to try to be better and try to be more because it's, it's how it's helping me to believe even more because I've seen a little bit of more emptiness in my life, not being able to have those things, I guess, as continually or as, as easily readily available. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say that on one end COVID has been tough, but on the other end, it has definitely inspired me to, yeah, to be a better man and to want to be a, a stronger leader for all those around me and to try to inspire others and to motivate others to strive for Christ and to, yeah, to strive, strive to see the importance of, of mass and the Eucharist and confession and adoration and just receiving Jesus and, and receiving them into your heart and in everything you do. No, that's a, that's a great point, Kyle. And I think that's, you know, what we're, what we're trying to do at this, at the podcast. And we're just so happy that you came on to share it with us is that uh, there is a, a, that, that level of urgency in, in, in our game, if we can call it our game, but it, it's true. And in our spiritual walk, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of hurting people out there. We've seen, you know, I think the, you know, this, uh, this COVID, um, this pandemic, the, the effects of it are, uh, are certainly there. We, I think it's a whole other podcast with, uh, you know, the, uh, the degree of the, the pandemic and, and the, the, um, the actions and the, um, just everything that's been sort of forced upon most people that can be probably debated on a, several podcasts, but we definitely do know that there's the, the effects of, of uh, what's going on in the world is, uh, is probably giving a lot of despair and, and a lot of hopelessness to a lot of people, whether they're, they don't know if they're going to have a job to go to. There's, there's stresses about their kids going to school and, and, uh, and maybe some of the, the elderly in their, in their families. And uh, we just want to point to Christ as the answer, uh, you know, to, uh, to pray, to hope and, and not worry, like, like Padre Pio says. And, and uh, that, that example that you've given to us and, and, um, and the, the testimony that you've given to us, I think it just, it just, it's, uh, it means so much and a great point too on the Eucharist and confession and mass when, when things just aren't the same anymore, you just, you sort of look back and say, I can't believe I took all that for granted at one time, you know, it was just so easy to access these things. And now it's not, and it's, uh, it's, it's a little more challenging. And now we've got, 
as, as Catholics and other people of goodwill, we got so much work to do there. The vineyard is just full, you know, the harvest is just plentiful and, and we just need, uh, we need more warriors like you, Kyle, out there and, to get out there and, and, uh, and spread this good news to people. So I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, there's, there's so many things that we could probably talk about. I'd like to, I'd love to get you on to you to talk about, uh, even just being in the business world and, and being an example in the world there as well with your, your Catholic faith. And I think we'll do that at, a, at another time, but, uh, but thanks so much for joining us, Kyle. And, uh, God bless you, man. We, we appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for putting on this podcast and, uh, yeah, for taking the time and, I know, uh, I know that especially with how things are in this world, uh, it's people like you that are taking the initiative to, to reach out to others. Um, people need this. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for what the movement you're, you're going to be creating with this. And I know that it's going to have a huge effect on a lot of people. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, God. God bless you, man. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kyle as much as I did. Hey, remember Catholics, confession three times a year, every Advent, Lent, and any time you're in mortal sin. Don't even spend a second of your life there. Look forward to chatting with you next week. God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.